being a follower of the Lord means I need to be attached to all of those things. Yeah. Like I don't, I, it's not just about the word, but the word's really important. But I also need to be attached to that, that hole in my soul that is need for an Abba God, right? Yeah. That's over everything. Yeah. It is a powerful reminder for each of us in the midst of our brokenness that our attachment to the Lord is to be attached to the fullness of the Lord. Yep. And that triune God is meant for us to be connected to. Yeah. Right. Working with the local church to take the hope of Christ to every student in the United States. This is First Priority. Now here are your hosts, Steve Cherico and Brad Skelling. Welcome everybody to the First Priority Podcast. Steve and I are very glad that you're here. Absolutely. And there's the familiar voice of Brad Skelling in the house. That's right. Steve Cherico, since we're using first and last names. Yeah, it's good to be here. It's very good to be here. Welcome. Uh, we've got a good show for you today. We are excited to talk about the core values of First Priority. Jumping right in today, are we? Well, what do you, you got something else you want to talk no, about? No, I just, normally you have a story or two, but core values is great. Let's we go. We got the fall conference coming up. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's really good happening in uh, Fort Worth, Texas, August 23, 24, 25, 24, 25, 26, 24, 25, 26. The I'm, reason you said 23 is because you're flying. I'm in driving, with, oh, you're driving, in. driving in with all the merch. Nashville to Fort Worth. Yes. You enjoy that. Mileage is cheaper than renting a cargo truck. You enjoy that. everything down. No, yes. No, 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 I know. I know. It'll be fun. Podcast city. Here we come. And, and really, by the time this comes out, we will experience mostly across the country, our first month of ministry on yes. campuses and, and yes. entering into the second month of ministry. I'm excited to report what's going on. Um, starting to get those ready, getting some emails trickling mm -hmm. in saying, hey, the first invite weeks, we've seen some kids come to know Jesus. Yes. We had 80 club kids in this club or whatever the case might be. And it is the most wonderful time of the year. To quote Chris Lane and a bunch of other good men, the gospel works because the gospel works. That's right. It's good. Do it. Let's take the hope of Christ to every student. Is that the end of our podcast? It is not. So let's jump a little bit into where this came from and why are we talking about core values? So we are talking about core values because uh, they are important. Well, true. But where did, the, where did the decision to go ahead and discuss this out loud today come from? Well, uh, it comes from some coaching through Traction that, that we're going through. We've talked Traction off and on, and we continue to talk about that. But the cascading message, the message that goes down and up the lines of communication, um, I'll admit that's one of our biggest struggles at mm -hmm. the moment. We continue to grow, we continue to expand. Yeah. Um, expansion creates decisions because you come up with new problems and new things and all of a sudden you're saying, hey, yeah, let's do it this way. Well, that doesn't, everybody doesn't hear that. And so then all of a sudden there's multiple things going on, which it's an okay thing. You know, we just need to stay in relationship with each other. But this is a little bit bigger picture than that to say, hey, who are we and how do we operate? Larry Franks, we were just at training yesterday yep. uh, down in Decatur, I was anyway, and uh, getting some new guys going. And he talked about core values. The core values of an organization are those values we hold, which form the foundation on which we perform work and conduct ourselves. They are the basic elements of how we go about our work. We should be using these practices every day. Yeah, the uniqueness for us of our core values is that we really are a bottom-up organization. Yep. Right? If you look at staff and dollars, um, 
So the in the statement which we've used before, the best ideas come from the local level. Yep. So that cascading message has to go both ways for us. Correct. Right. The local develops something; it cascades its way up through RMs, through national touches, and also national offices. This isn't just a local idea for mm-hmm. Tim Bargo. Yep. Right. This is a national idea, and so then it begins to work its way back down. Yep. And so our values are all the same way, right? Our yep. values really came from let's identify who we are in the kingdom. How does that work on a local level? Mm-hmm. And how can we unify that yeah. on a national level? Yeah. So it cascades up and then it works its way back down because Correct. of the best practices. Well, and that's how we came up with this list. Correct. When we were in traction training the first time, our Miss Deborah, our coach, said, who or what are the values that the top five people in your organization hold? Hmm. And can you list those things? And she probably didn't give us the top five, but we came up with five. We just had a huge list. We probably had like 20 things on the whiteboard that said, hey, you know, Chris Lane is this and Amber is that and Larry is that. And and just going down, Steve Jericho is this, you know, your name was in there too. Um, And just walking through all of that to say, hey, what is it that we value? Not trying to come up with some ideals that are out there and just pulling them out of the sky, but to say, who are we already? because that helps us to identify who are we looking for as we bring more people onto the team. Good, so let's jump into those five then. Okay. All right, so what's the first one? You want the whole list or do you want the, should we overview that a minute? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, passionate, and, passionate and inspiring. Okay. It's number one. So yeah, there's like two things in number one, but it's passionate and inspiring, kind of that same vein. We're collaborative team builders. We are eager to learn, confidently driven, and a Christ follower are the five core values of first priority. Great. So on passionate and inspiring, here's the the kind of definition that was yep. come up with, right? Yep. We are leaders who are passionate about the mission and inspire others to make a positive difference in the world. Yeah. Jump in. Well, it's, I mean, one of the beauties of first priority, uh, at least currently, is that we all have the same slogan and we all rattle off to take the hope of Christ to every student. Yep. And then... We, we leapfrog on that and we have our passion is based on that. And, and that's a universal truth that feels like for First Party of America, that, that everybody has that mission and we get passionate about taking the hope of Christ to every student. And so we all have our ways of doing that, but we believe in it enough to inspire other people to join us in, in the mission, in our communities, wherever we are. And the second thought on that is that it takes faith because what yep. you just said as a mission is a 28 to 40 million, depending on whose numbers you're looking at, right? Mm-hmm. It's a large number of students yep. on a very large number of campuses, right? So yep. it has to be faith-driven yep. in order for you then to share it with somebody else and say, by faith, this is what God has called us to. That's right, that's right. And I will say too, again, the, the unity of these core values is not uniformity. It doesn't mean we're all like Chris Lane. Chris Lane was on with us last week, I believe. And so you saw his passion. You can get inspired by his passion. But there are a lot of leaders in our networks, and I have the privilege of being on phone calls with a lot of them regularly, that they're inspiring and passionate in different ways than the rah-rah version, if I may simplify Chris Lane. Um, It's more of a, a passion that flows up from the bottom. It's a quiet passion, maybe, or... You know, it's it's unique and, and it's good. And I love it. Shakespeare said it this way many, many years ago, right? Okay. Dream no little dreams for they stir not the hearts of men. Mm-hmm. Right? Same goes with what we're doing, right? If you want people to buy in on an inspirational, passionate level, 
Don't give them something they can obtain on their own in a few yep. hours. Yeah. Give them something that they can put towards for a lifetime, mm -hmm. which is what First Party does. Yep. It's good. All right, number two. Excuse me, sorry. You did. You used another non-sports metaphor. It was just like Shakespeare. Ah. Like a few weeks ago, you used a band metaphor, and now you're doing Shakespeare. My worldview there is just being completely blown. The, there's many layers to the onion, buddy. It's there's been 14 years, the and these are new layers for me. I'm. I'm. They've always been here. You I'm glad that. I'm sitting down. Some people are so close that they don't actually listen to you, friends. That's what I'm just saying. Uh, All right, I love number it. two, collaborative, collaborative team builders. Mm -hmm. We are leaders who value people, teamwork, serving, equipping, and building teams that collaborate for the good of our youth, schools, and community. Teamwork makes the dream work. So we stole that one right away, which is a good one to steal. Right? Yeah. Right? Yep. But I guess, yeah, right out of the gate, this goes right into, like, as a ministry, we value the local church. Yeah. Right? And we're a collaborative team builder. The church is... I don't want to say divided, but there are a lot of church buildings around your community and they all go there and we want to build a team of from those buildings inside of the building of the school. And so to be a collaborative team builder um, is a value that we hold because that's not easy. When people get and hear about first priority for the first time, they think, oh yeah, let's, I'm going to go get my church and we'll go get this church. And I know some people over here and they're like, oh yeah, this is going to be easy. All the pastors are going to love this. Yeah. Well. That's not true on a universal basis, right? It's not as easy. If it was easy, somebody else would have been doing it already, right? right? But we want that collaborative team builder, somebody who can inspire people and build those teams uh, to go impact the school with the gospel. And it drives me to the words of Dale Everest, right? Which is uh, last words, first works for us. Mm -hmm. Last words of Jesus, John 17, right? Lord, make them one as we are one. Mm -hmm. And when they are one, the world will know you. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the idea that we are trying to do something where we are uniting people around a people group mm -hmm. to reach a lost people group yep. Lord, make them one. And when they become one, well, then the world will know you. That's right. It's huge. That's right. And let me uh, give my example here. I sent an email with some of these out the other uh, a week or so ago. And the example that I used was about collaborative team builders. Amber Johansson down in Tampa, Florida. One of the first times when, when she was in charge, I went to her fundraising launch. And I kept introducing myself to people, but they introduced themselves as the director of, you know, whatever county or director mm -hmm. of, of fundraising or director of this and that and the other thing. And what I saw was she was building a team of volunteers, giving them a title and ownership of a piece of the ministry. And she was building a team on that level, which is really different than what I originally started talking about with networking the church, right? That's a different yeah. collaborative team. But again, it's not unity of uniformity. That's how Amber does it. She's hugely successful in that. Uh, there's 52 schools already. I just got her email yeah, that's right. in Tampa. She's on the road to 90 plus this year. Um, and she does that through her way of being a collaborative team builder. And it's amazing. And I would sum up collaborative team builders this way. And that is, if you walked away for whatever reason mm -hmm. from what you are currently leading, yeah, would it live or would it die? Yeah. If it would live, you may be able to identify in what you are serving mm -hmm. that you are building teams. Yep. You are collaborating people together to lead the organization, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But if it didn't, that might be a great litmus test for you on whether or not you're that you know that's part of your core value. Yeah. Yeah, it's good.
Let's walk into Eager to Learn. Number three, yeah. Eager to Learn. We are leaders who listen to the needs of others and are open to innovative ways of doing things. It's a good word. I mean, again, we're just quoting people today, but Seth Godin, mm-hmm. right? Curiosity. Yeah. How curious can I be? Yeah. Right? In mm-hmm. the midst of this, how, 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 yeah, how curious can I be about what the next is? Yeah. Well, and my thinking when I hear eager to learn goes right to like books and school and things of that nature. But even the way that we say that, it's, I mean, books it are somebody like you quote Seth Godin. Yep. It's him speaking to you, but it's also the, the pastors in town. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things I often say is, uh, first priority is a great idea, but it's a great idea that is different in Nashville, Tennessee than it is in Midland, Texas, yeah. than it is in uh, Los Banos, California. You know, the, the, you need to listen to the people and be able to learn the culture and the community and the ins and outs and the history. Um, and again, I'm being very practical with some of that to say, hey, yeah, you got to implement it, these principles into your community. But on a first party of America level, we're learning a, a huge amount of things right now with all the traction stuff and, and just the systems and the trainings. And we're constantly trying to figure out how to do things better in order to scale this across the country. And so there's kind of both sides of that conversation when you're talking about eager to learn. I'm smiling for those that are, those that are on vidcast. I'm smiling because again, I, I think about first priority and the beauty of it organizationally is mm-hmm. here's this national movement that is focused on the local, um, the local community and solving problems there. Yeah. It's not the right way to say that, but there's this, there's this beautiful hand in hand thing where you are taking what is local, mm-hmm. driving it up the chain mm-hmm. so that should it, should it fit national? Yep. If it does, yeah. then you're driving it right back down the chain to, yep. is this a tool we can put in your toolbox, right? Yeah. You guys are eager and have been, as long as I've been around this, eager to learn. And the best place to learn has always been on the local level. That's right. Right. That's right. When I go back to the cascading message, that's what I said to Shannon. We were in training the other day. Um, new area coordinator up in Kansas City. I said, if, if I'm in the office as the operations guy making decisions and trying to come up with stuff in my own head, I know it's not gonna work. Yeah. So I need to stay with that cascading messages up and down, informed of what you, everybody is dealing with so that we can spread that around the country. It's not me coming up with anything, it's me seeing it over here and saying, hey, let's see if that works other places as well and moving the thing forward. And I'll just give a high five to all of you who have continued to post and mm-hmm. mention the podcast and vidcast to us when we're out and about. Thank you for being eager to learn, not just through this, yep. but also through the other resources that you are constantly. I mean, what's great about this group of people is you are learners and you are willing to share what you have grabbed mm-hmm. with the rest of us. So thank you for that. It's good. It's good. Next one, confidently driven. Leaders who have a dynamic determinism to overcome obstacles, become their best, and accomplish the mission. Again, I go back to what I said earlier. If, if first party was easy, somebody else would have done it already. And so uh, to walk in, again, well, it, first priority is, is growing because it is inspirational. Yeah. Just by nature, yeah. um, people get inspired by the mission to take the hope of Christ to every student, to bring hope, peace, and love to every student in this generation. I mean, it's... It's yeah. inspirational. It's 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 good, but at the same time, um, if we're not driven, the churches don't automatically come together in unity 
it's often more often seen in our culture that they divide and go start a new one instead of collaborating and working together in the school. So there needs to be that confidence and that determinism to walk through and not be discouraged. And as Warren often says in his sales and fundraising conversations, no isn't always no, it's not now. And keeping that relationship, staying confident, don't change it, just know who you are, what we are, and, and keep moving forward. The confidence of a general believer is always first in the works of the Lord. So he gets both the blame and he gets the credit when mm -hmm. things go well, right? Yeah. And if that can be on the tip of our tongues, then being a confident leader means I'm just playing my role in what God's already doing, right? I'm just, yeah. I'm just walking in what God is up to, and I'm just, I'm confident in that. Yep. Because if it was up to me, I think you said this earlier, if it was up to me, <laughs> I'd mm -hmm. make a big mess of it, right? Yep. If I was sitting up in the office saying, well, let's do this and let's do that because it's a good idea. No, it's, is it a good idea or is it God's idea? And if it's God's idea, then he'll take care of the details. Yep. I need to be faithful and steward what he's given at this yeah. point. It's good. And faithfulness and stewardship, I can do that confidently. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. But anyway, cool. that, that makes it easy to be a confident leader is when you yeah. trust in Jesus. I like it. I like it. And what's our last one? Well, I just set it up, right? To be a Christ follower. <laughs> Leaders who are spiritually inspired by the teaching of Jesus to be the good news in the world as we love, welcome, accept all who join in the way. Mm -hmm. This is the way. This is the way. <laughs> you didn't wear your This is the Way shirt today. I expected you to. Do I have one? Not yet. Okay. Okay. I'm looking forward to Christmas now. <laughs> you just set my expectations high. We, know, we don't exchange gifts, but <laughs> That's awesome. we might this year. That's awesome. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, again, going back to the conversation when we, we had it, uh, the conversation was, isn't that obvious? Do we really need to say it that we're all Christ followers? But at the same time, you know, we, we say it because, um, yeah, we want to walk hand in hand and follow where God's calling us to be. And we need to be in the right place at the right time. And again, going back to my early days on staff with First Priority, um, we had our ideas of what schools we were going to yeah. and all of a sudden we were over at, at Lincoln High School instead and it's like how'd we get over here yeah. they told us no and all of a sudden we got 300 kids showing up yeah. it's like okay well I'm just gonna follow Jesus on this one and again that's just a very practical simplistic way to say that but you know districts and stuff as well we have great ideas when we put a plan together to launch a new district and then you start hiring people and all of a sudden there's a door open here. You, you hire somebody on the north side of town and, oh, yeah, they know everybody over there. Let's do these schools first, yeah. you know, and and it's just where God opens those doors. So I'm going to make this very personal. I was on a bike ride either yesterday or two days ago. And in the midst of that bike ride had a moment of I serve a triune God. Now, mm. that's not news to me. That's not theologically mm -hmm. weird to me, but yep. it was weird that I was on a ride and I began to think about how my life needs to intersect with the Father, with Abba, mm -hmm. right? There's confidence in that. Mm -hmm. And my life needs to intersect with Jesus and all the things that Jesus is to us, right? Yep. My life needs to intersect with the Holy Spirit. And here's this one God, triune God, and I don't mean to get theological this morning on you on it, but it was a neat moment for me to remember being a follower of the Lord means I need to be attached to all of those things. Yeah. Like I don't, I, it's not just about the word, but the word's really important, right? It's never failing, right? Mm -hmm. We can go through all of that, what the word is.
but I also need to be attached to that that hole in my soul that is need for an Abba God, right? That's yeah. over everything. Yep. And then what you just talked about, which was, hey, the Holy Spirit's working over here. Yeah. That door is open. Walk through that door, right? Yeah. That's the one yep. God's got for you right now. Yeah. So as we talk about that and as we finish with that, I think it is it is a powerful reminder for each of us in the midst of our brokenness that our attachment to the Lord is to be attached to the fullness of the Lord. Yep. And that triune God is meant for us to be connected to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Anyway. It's good. Very personal. It's good. So, yeah, those are our core values. The five passionate, inspiring, collaborative, team builder, eager to learn, confidently driven, Christ follower. And yeah, we're starting to post that everywhere. And I will put this appropriate moment to put that disclaimer clarification up. I mean, historically, and even when I go back to Larry's, let me go back to Larry's uh, quote here for a moment. If I can pull that up. It's the foundation on which we perform work and conduct ourselves. So the perform work side is historically what we have talked about yeah. with first priority, that we're student led, we're pro-church, we have a strategy, we're gospel focused. That's, that's what we perform our work. That's the ministry side of it. And because of traction, you know, there's a lot of leader gurus out there, a John Maxwell, a Seth Godin, a, you know, and they all have their language and they have all have their books. Yep. We are following the traction book right now. Yep. And so that puts that into, that's what makes us unique yep. as a ministry. Yep. And so we use that language now, it's still a value to us, but it's what separates us to say, hey, these are these four things are what make us unique. But as far as who we are at value, as we conduct ourselves, yeah. uh, that is what we value. And so that is the definition we are using at the moment, following this system, um, just so that's not confusing to other people who say, hey, I got a banner here that says core values are these four things. It's true yeah. still, that is true. Yeah. But in the context of the system we're using right now, that's those are more of our uniques. Um, as far as that goes. It's good. Mm -hmm. So well, I would just close with this, Brad, if there is either a new first party leader or there's somebody who's been involved with first party for a long time, I think of some of our friends mm -hmm. um, on the West coast and on the um, kind of the East uh, Appalachian area, right. That have been around for a long time, right? Yeah. If there's a leader that's been around and it's like, Hey, I would insert my idea into this, yeah. right? Into those five core values. We'd love to hear that. Yeah. We'd love to get some feedback from you on your social platform or some feedback on whatever uh, podcast, vidcast platform you use. But mm -hmm. uh, we'd love to hear back. And again, if you are uh, enjoying this and you are not only giving feedback, but you're talking out loud at us saying you missed yeah. this, right? Mm -hmm. Please, yeah. please communicate with us either through email or through those comment areas. We'd love to get that back from you. It just helps us. It as does. we continue to build the conversation. It does. Love the feedback. Love the conversation. Love the fact that uh, what we're doing is benefiting first priority around the country. And do you know how many days until we are at national conference? From this recording? Yes. Uh, no. It's but over, about a month. It's, it's about a month. Yeah. Correct. Month and a couple days. So in a month and a couple days, we're going to be together. Yep. From the recording, it's about three weeks. Come from, on. The launch of this thing. Let's so. go. Yeah. Look forward to seeing everybody who's there. So, and if you're not, uh, yeah, we'll hopefully record maybe a few sessions and help you benefit from that as well. Cause we don't want it just to be an isolated in the room kind of a deal, but yeah, we're not live streaming this year. Hmm. So we're not going to have that for you. Um, but we're hoping to be able to record a few sessions to be able to pass on some of that content and, uh, continue to move forward collaboratively. It's great. Great mm -hmm. discussion. Thanks for leading today, Brad. Yeah. Thank you for being a part of it. And, uh, to all who are listening. Thank you for being a part of First Priority and helping us take the hope of Christ to every student. Until next week, we'll 
we'll talk to you soon. See ya.